This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Spencer, I got to be honest with you. With this Will Howard news, you know, after we talked about him on the previous episode, Sons of the Shoe, you can get it everywhere, get your podcast. Um, I was already starting to get hyped because I was doing the thing you shouldn't do. I was watching highlight videos. I was reading like <laughs> scouting reports on him. I was talking to friends who had watched him kind of up close. So I was already building an excitement about this. And we'll get into like some of the logistical reasons why. And then we talked to Matt and it's like, okay, now I'm sold. Now, like, yeah. I, do I have to get, do I have to get a Will Howard jersey? Is that where we're going here? Because that was awesome, man. No, he, first of all, he was great. Um, just from a personality standpoint, like really brought the energy, had a lot of good things to say. Um, you know, I like that he, he took a couple jabs at, at Ohio state fans and overreacting to certain things when it comes to Ryan day. Um, but that he also recognizes how, how astute of a program that is. And, um, there's, there's certainly a respect there. Um, but yeah, I mean, how can you not listen to that? How can you not see just some of the, the reports that are out there about the, the type of player and person that he is and not be at least somewhat excited about the player that you're getting? And, and, I, and I understand. I, I do think, by the way, Matt's right. Like, I think on some level, Ohio State fans, um, it's the stats is part of it because we've talked – I mean, we've talked about the stats before. The, the, the rushing part of it is what it is. We know he's a better runner than Cobb McCore was. But for him to have essentially – 500 less passing yards than than Kyle McCord did and for him to have the same amount of touchdowns but more interceptions than Kyle McCord did I think people are looking at that and they're like oh well are we really getting an upgrade here um but I do think part of the conversation beyond the stats is that people really do look they they look down at K-State I think that's that has to be part of it they're like why are we getting this quarterback from K-State like it's it's almost if you're not a quarterback from fill-in-the-blank program that you put at the same level as Ohio State, like USC or Georgia or Alabama, then you just assume that the guy must suck. And that's where you got to dig deeper and understand the type of player he is. I think it was great you asked the question about where should fans go back and watch because it sounds like those are moments the last two seasons that you'll be able to go back and find a guy and, and really see what you're getting in a quarterback. Well, and what kills me is the kid is 19-8 and eight the last two years at K-State. Yeah. So it's not as if this is, you know, I'm trying to, what was the, who's the quarterback in between Bill's, uh, the, sorry, the, the head coach in between well, Ron Prince. It's not the Ron Prince era, all due respect. Chris Kleiman is a hell of a football yeah. coach and they've been, I mean, and here's the thing, they won 10, uh, I think, I no, I think it was nine games this year in a loaded big 12. And to me, like, let's just be honest. You can't run down Kyle McCord and say that he's not really a top 10 quarterback, even though the stats say it. And by the way, he's not really a top 10 quarterback. He is a very raw passer. He can't move. He struggles to make plays. He sticks on guys. He doesn't read the whole field. Like, he, a lot of his production is because he had Marvin Harrison and Travion Henderson and Emeka Abuka when Emeka was healthy. And it's like, and, and Cade Stover. Like, 
And and by the way, I know we're in let's bleep all over Ryan Day. We also had Ryan Day, who's who's put dudes, consistent dudes, last three quarterbacks before Kyle McCord into the NFL. So I think, you know, it's funny. I initially had the same reaction. When I'm talking about like the first time it was really floated over the weekend about Will Howard. And I was like, well, but he is he. He's the inverse of, of Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord's a guy whose stats look great, but when you watch the tape, it's puzzling. It's a little bit agitating. And honestly, and I'm not trying to put it all on the kid because they lost the game, but quarterback plays one of the central reasons why you lost the biggest game of the season this year because of the two interceptions. And Will Howard's the opposite of that. Will Howard, as you heard with Matt, kind of overcame a defense that wasn't consistent or wasn't great this year. He was a guy whose stats, his his ability to make plays is bigger than what maybe the stats tell you with good talent around him, but not Ohio State talent around him. Yeah, I, I don't think enough can be understated about the the amount of talent he's stepping into and and how different that will be. Um, I, again, may I don't know. Maybe maybe he doesn't put up the numbers. He also, I mean, I mean, Matt mentioned it. Like he also got hurt this year. That that that's part of the conversation as well, where he he's kind of battling injuries and in and out of the lineup and different stuff like that. So he didn't have a chance to put up maybe more numbers than what people wanted to see. Um, I I just I I can't get trapped in that in that bubble. And and I I also think too, Nick, part of the or I guess not. It's not really a bubble, but it's like a, a whirlpool of people who are just like like thinking of oh this guy can't be any good. He was he didn't have better numbers than Kyle McCord when really you got to use the context of like the situation and study actually what he did and go back, like you mentioned, and watch the tape. Um, but I also think too, part of this is that people just are looking for any reason not to trust Ryan day at this point. Yeah. And so like, unless it was going to be, they went out and they got like, maybe if Cam Ward had come, people would have liked that more. Or maybe if some other top, you know, quarterback in the country that entered the portal, I don't know, maybe if, um Dante Moore had come and it was like oh they got this five star from a couple years ago and now he's come like I don't know maybe there's a couple guys that people would have given him credit for but I do think part of it is with everything that's transpired the loss to Michigan again questions about his future not you know not having the 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 gusto to actually go for it on in certain situations I mean I made a joke the other night at his expense watching the Michigan game about how Harbaugh went for it on fourth and two and Ryan day wouldn't have gone for it on fourth and two. Um, Mm -hmm. So like, I I think that's all just part of the storyline here too. And so they see a, the stats, they see a Kansas, the B Kansas state, and they see, C. well, if Ryan day's making this decision, then how can it be really that good? And I just want to remind you that Ryan day was also responsible for bringing somebody named Justin Fields to Ohio state through the transfer portal. So we know this can work. We know that it can work bringing a quarterback in the portal here. And I think if you if you actually sit back and you let your emotions, which I have them too, I, I was riled up after the peach after the uh, not the peach bowl, the cotton bowl. Um, like I I get it, but if you can take a step back and just recognize like he's trying to do this thing right, we're going to talk. I'm sure about there's a couple offensive linemen who are coming to visit Ohio State now as well, and so they're clearly trying to address the two biggest needs that they have which are offensive line and the quarterback position, at some point you're going to have to give the guy credit if this works out. So, you know, the question really is, is uh, Will Howard an upgrade over Kyle McCord? And so let's put those stats over where they belong, which are in the trash. Um, I think (laughs) almost any quarterback that started, uh, that's that's a little heavy-handed. 
I think almost any quarterback with top 25 stats would have had better stats in Columbus than where they played this year. Like the, the, the anomalies would be like Carson Beck in Atlanta who had Brock Bowers amongst other people in a great offensive line. The anomalies are Caleb. Well, maybe Caleb Williams would have actually won games this year if he had played in Columbus, but I'm going to there are two reasons why definitively I think Will Howard will be better next year for Ohio state than Kyle McCord was this last year. And I'm talking about statistically better. I'm talking about, I think you're going to be, this is a quarterback I think you can run the table with. And I think it all starts with fit. And he can do two things that Kyle can't do. Number one, his ability as a runner. And a lot of what I saw was uh, using RPOs. And all of a sudden you're using, whether it's Travion Henderson, the kid out of Ole Miss who might be transferring here. Um, the RPOs, if you had been able to run RPOs this year, your offense would have been... Yeah even more explosive and you just couldn't do it because of Kyle Kyle style. This is something they focused on a lot at K state. You don't have to, and here's the thing. You don't have to run RPOs 15 times a game to get the threat of the RPO. He's also good on the move, meaning he can make plays on the move with his legs and, and he might not beat every guy off the edge, but he can get those, you know, big plays on the outside and, and pick up that first down from here and there. The second thing is he is a polished passer and I, you know, just even just watch the highlights. Yeah. He's making throws across the middle of the field. He's making throws in tight windows. And Kyle did that sporadically, right? Uh, I, I think it was the Carnell Tate thing where he threw it between the hands of the defender, but those throws were fewer and far between. And Will is just a much more polished passer. And Agreed. so I think, as you get into this offense, I think he's going to be able to make consistent throws, big and small. And I, I don't think you can underestimate the power of this kid being a big. I wouldn't I wouldn't say fast, but he's fast enough to be a run, you know, to, to make it work. But being able to be big and athletic enough to run the RPO game that I think all of a sudden now you give Ryan Day on top of all these tools, I think it de-emphasizes the just completely bougie-ass offensive line play you saw for most of this year. Yeah. So, and but bougie's not the right word, bad or yeah. average yeah. offensive line play. So not only does it give Ryan Day more to work with, which I think is the most important thing, it also protects you in case you're still bringing back an average or slightly above average offensive line next year when we're used to a great offensive line. I think one of the biggest things I'm going to go back and watch for sure, because you're because you're right. Like you, you, one of the things that stands out on the tape is definitely that he's a more polished passer. He can make a lot of the throws in in, in tight windows, and you only saw that in bits and pieces from from McCord. Um, but I want to go back and watch like his processing, because one of the biggest complaints with mm-hmm. McCord, of course, was and and this was something that was brought up multiple times on the broadcast. Um, you know, Joel Klatt was bringing it up all game long against Michigan that he's basically a one read guy. He, he, he'd zone in on his guy and that's where he was going with the ball. And he wouldn't and the guy come was off Marvin Harrison. Jr. Yeah, it was generally, it was Marvin Harrison jr. Maybe like 10% of the time it wasn't. Um, but yeah, like, I, I think that's something I want to see from Will Howard. I haven't watched like enough of his game tape or enough of his games to really know if he's, you know, moving the safety with his eyes and then throwing it the other way. So I'll go back and look for that. Um, but I think you're right about the other things you said. And I also think, too, like you're spot on with uh, the the RPO game and his ability to run. I would love to pick Ryan Day's brain, like be a fly in the wall as to why they didn't do that more with C.J. Stroud. 
Because the people who want to sit here and claim like, well, does he really want a, a running quarterback? Guys, again, I remind you, Justin Fields. And I understand like Dwayne Haskins, he didn't do it with, but Dwayne Haskins wasn't anywhere near the running quarterback that uh, that Justin Fields was, or that I guess C.J. Stroud could have been. And we've seen some of that in the NFL from him too. I don't know why he didn't want to run it more with C.J. Stroud. I don't know if he was trying to prove to himself, like I can build your prototypical pocket passer here at Ohio State. I have no idea. But I, I think that is part of the game that he wants. Uh, I think he he did that for several years with Justin Fields. I also think, too, you bring up that he's not like the fastest guy, and Justin Fields is clearly a mix of like speed and strength. Uh, you know, we're seeing him do that at the NFL level and just like leave dudes in the dust while also running them over. But you talk about Ohio State being almost not not almost being soft in recent years. Mm-hmm. I think a quarterback that's built like Will Howard, who's more of yeah, I'm not going to run, I'm not going to beat you to the end zone every play, but I'm going to try my damnedest to stiff arm you to the ground on the way, run your ass over on the way. I think that could work wonders for a team that's trying to send a message about just toughness. And beat Michigan finally, a team that's been tougher than you the last three years. So I, it, it honestly does feel like this might be the right quarterback for this team right now to kind of get things back on track. Uh, we haven't even talked about the fact that like Tyleek Williams put out a message that he's coming back. So you know him. Jack Sawyer made it sound like he's probably – so you're starting to see the, the inner workings of this defense could come back and be really, really good, really, really physical, really, really senior-laden – or not even senior-laden, but just experienced – and on top of that, you're going to get a quarterback like this who can be physical, who can be a running quarterback and bring that physicality to the game, but also make all the throws with the talent he has around him, bolstering the offensive line, which it sounds like is in the works. Like this is starting to be what you what, what Buckeyes fans should be should be hoping for. And and I hope that on some level they can look past the criticisms of Ryan Day and the comparisons to, to Cooper and all this different stuff and, and understand like he's clearly trying. Okay, he's trying to level with us as fans here, and I can at least give him some respect on that. uh, On that, that he's trying to build this thing and move it in the right direction. Yeah, and I think we get into this game about the name game in the portal, and I get it. We did it too, and I would have loved Cam Ward, who's since gone to the NFL. I would have loved Darius. He's probably my top choice, if I'm being honest. Like I really, really really wanted him. I really love Darius Moore, who I think was the Dante, least polished. Dante, Dante, Dante Moore, Dante Moore yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how much I loved him, as I effed <laughs> up his name there. But yeah. I really, I really I'm love Dante amazing. Moore, even though I forget he might your be name the, tomorrow. So it's the fun. least yeah. polished. But like, I think fit matters when you go to yeah. the portal. A lot of guys get horny for names and and don't necessarily focus on fit or health or all these other things. And you know, you mentioned the C.J. Stroud thing, who's been the anomaly. I mean, McCord didn't run, but that's because he could barely move compared to all the other quarterbacks. I, I had two working theories on why he didn't rush um, or didn't use C.J. Stroud more, whether it's RPOs or just on the move. My first one is he just didn't think he had to because of all the talent around him. Maybe so that yeah. kind of bolsters your theory of well, he wanted to prove he can you know build a pocket passer. The second thing is C.J. doesn't have the build of will. You know, mm-hmm. CJ is a little bit more undersized quarterback. And when I say undersized, he's not six foot five, 235, 40 pounds, which is what Will Howard is. So I think I think that size thing's another big thing here where this is a kid who, you know, I, and I know he got dinged up last year, but you're not gonna have to worry about those same, you know, getting dinged up too much because he is just a mule of a human being. Yeah. I also think you mentioned fit. I want to go back to that for a second because we've talked a lot about finding the right quarterback 
for next year, potentially in the portal, while also thinking ahead about what's to come. And we know Aaron Nolan is enrolling early. He should be there in the spring. We know that the idea is he had some, he, he's supposed to be that next man in line, the successor, the, 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 the guy who becomes that next big star quarterback that Ryan Day's putting in the NFL as a top pick, right? So to bridge the gap to him, this was what you were looking for. You were looking for a guy who can give you a year and then he's able to go to the NFL, which it sounds like is what he was trying to maybe do this year and get an invite to the senior bowl, which didn't happen. And then from there, you can then make your transition like you want probably to Air Nolan in 2025. So this, this it, and, and it's a from, fit from that standpoint too is what I'm trying to say. And from what it sounds like in the Thamel piece, it does sound like Ryan Day's ability to launch quarterbacks in the NFL was a huge yeah. part of this. And so, I, again, that's where, like, like it or yeah. not, and, and I understand, listen, it's okay to have criticisms of Ryan Day. Yeah. But – you know, for all those people that wanted this dude murked, um, you know, five hours ago, and maybe Will Howard's not going to do it for you, but this fall, I would imagine you're going to see Will Howard and you're going to change your mind. You don't get him without Ryan Day. And I here's can I share one more thing that I thought was really fascinating about uh, Will Howard and him him coming to Ohio State. The fact that he. You know, he's leaving Kansas State, a place that developed him, a place that, you know, you could you could see a school maybe becoming more possessive of a guy like that, not being happy. He left on good terms, such good terms, in fact, that Chris Kleiman, the head coach, consulted him the entire time throughout the entire process. Yeah, that's something. That's that something. speaks volumes about the kid and the program. And I just think, like, I'll be honest, man, when I've left jobs – to go to another job, As I you, well. you kind of always keep the old job in in the past, or not in the past, but in the dark because you you know you don't you kind of don't want to muck things up, and you kind of don't want to make that it makes that relationship weird. So I think that tells you of a kid that's secure and a kid that knows who he is and a kid that trusted his coach. I think that's huge, man. I think that's gigantic. I think that is – I just want to say really quickly because I've I've had people on social media and maybe in the comments on the YouTube channel, I don't know. People have thrown out this idea that, like, what has Ryan Day actually done in developing players or quarterbacks or whatever? And I think it's very prisoner of the moment to feel that way. Like, of the guys he's worked with, Justin Fields, C.J. Stroud, Dwayne Haskins, and now – I did it out of order, obviously, but now Kyle McCord. Only one of them, he's 20, 75% of the time, he has made, he has basically created a first round draft pick quarterback. And yeah, I but other than that, I, but <laughs> other than the three quarterbacks he's put in the first round, who was who he really put in the and, first and round? I, as and a quarterback? I understand, like, that's the one we have most recently, tangibly in front of us. So it's, it's going to hold a little bit more weight right now. I also understand Dwayne Haskins was a first round pick, didn't necessarily pan out as a first round pick in the NFL. But the, the, to your point, if there's quarterbacks in the portal, in recruiting, who are looking to go to a school that's going to develop them into that guy who's going to be first-round pick quality, Ryan Day has the resume that shows he's done that to this point. So I think you're right. It's, it speaks a lot about Will that he left on good terms. It seems like he really vetted this process. It seems like Ohio State really vetted this process. They didn't just jump like you talked about in an earlier episode 
Um, they didn't just jump and go get the, the hot name out there as soon as the portal op- as soon as the portal opened up in December. They waited. They went through the Cotton Bowl to see if they could see maybe what Devin Brown was going to bring to the table. They've clearly reassessed some things, and Will Howard's their guy, and it sounds like from all the reporting as well that they always had their eye on him as the potential starter next year. So I think you're right. Fit matters, and it seems like this is the, this is the fit that they wanted, and it seems like it could be a good fit for them. Well, and if you're going to pay attention to the warning signs of which, like the Connor, uh, the the Hinsman thing, the podcast, that, that like take that, like yeah. pay attention to that because that could be something that we we look back on and say there were warning signs. So pay attention to that, but also understand Ryan Day could have jettisoned uh, key members of his staff in November to to satiate the bloodlust in Columbus after losing to Michigan. And that could have effed up the, the high school recruiting class, right? Um, he could have overreacted after losing to the Cotton Bowl, right? He could have, like, at any point here, he could have overreacted. And the thing that people hate about Ryan Day is the thing that I think has made this work out, that helped you maintain the number two class in the country, despite all the uh, all the noise and all the, the concerns about it, that helped you stave off. I mean, they've had, what, 16 guys in the portal now? And yet, you just got one of the top uh, portal quarterbacks there, and yet you're being linked to a lot of interesting prospects with experience who can step right in and make an impact on the offensive line on other parts of this team, like, yes, there are reasons to be concerned. And yes, I am still expecting that there might be a staff change, two change, maybe three change. We'll see. But like overall, you have to look at the big picture and go, if if a different coach, if a more prone to immediate reaction coach had been there, yeah, you might have gotten that bloodlust. You might have gotten more of what you wanted, but it also might have slipped the program more into a gray zone where even more guys left, where it's even a bigger mass exodus, or where maybe guys like Tyler Williams don't come back or Sawyer doesn't come back. Hell there's thought Travion could come back next year. I don't think that happens if a different coach is running the show. So if we're going to bash the crap out of the guy and rightfully so, when he loses to Michigan, you're going to bash the crap out of him for a 14 to three loss in a cotton bowl that nobody cared about it. And you know, if he had win, you're sure as hell not giving him credit for let's also remember number two recruiting class. He just got a very important piece and it looks like he's starting to, to give us the pieces of what the 2024 Buckeyes are looking like and other coaches might've overreacted quicker. That's not always the best thing. So kudos to Ryan day for taking it on his own time and taking care of things one at a time here. Yeah, I think that's 100% well said. Um, and, I mean, let's face it. If a move like Will Howard, if some of these other moves that could be coming turn into beating Michigan and a playoff run next year, we'll be having probably a very different story about, about Ryan Day. And uh, I think it'll be, for some people, it will be they will be having to give him some more flowers than I think they obviously have at least this year. Um, I think there's maybe some of that last year after the Georgia game where they put up a good fight and nearly knocked him off. But but uh, there's going to be a lot of looking back, I think, on 2023, laughing a little bit at, at some of the, the thoughts and feelings people had about Ryan Day if he really turns this thing into a, another championship contender with the way he's, he's, he's operating. I think not panicking says a lot. Um, we'll see if there are any staff changes coming. But for now, um, it seems like all the things that the fan base has wanted, he is going out and making a point to make sure those things happen because he understands what's at stake too. 
All right, guys, we do have one more segment to come. We've got the Michigan panic meter. We have, uh, we, we're, of course, going to look at the other kind of portal news here, but you guys can get at us. Nick, at Nick Wilson says, at Spencito underscore, do you guys feel like the Buckeyes landed an upgrade over Kyle McCord in landing uh, Will Howard, formerly of Kansas State? You guys can also leave comments on the 92 Through the Fan YouTube channel, uh, but we'll be back right after a quick message from our sponsors. 